The Graphic Histories Podcast. Welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and as always, I'm your host. Big thanks to Ukla Mock for our theme song, Superpowers, and big thanks to you, listener, for tuning in. Unfortunately, if you were paying attention to our social media, uh, this episode will not be featuring Andy Blanger, uh, artist for DC Comics and uh, uh, creator of Mother Truckers, which was coming out recently as well. Andy, unfortunately, reached out to me you know, just when we were about to do our interview told me he had some issues come up he couldn't do the interview so we, we kind of swapped it to another night and then something came up that day as well so unfortunately we were not unable to get the interview so that we could have it for you today um that being said i'm disappointed i'm i hope i'm i'm sorry that this happened that's kind of out of my hands at this point but you know that's life things happen so in uh, in the spirit of keeping the show going keeping it keeping it rolling and uh, through the punches we're going to do another of our normally normal episodes and uh, decided to to pick the subject of Black Adam who'll be gracing the DC universe cinematic universe very soon in a new film starring The Rock I believe filming is beginning on that right now and there's been a lot of sort of stuff coming out in the news about it the comic news that is not the actual news it'd be interesting if CNN was covering this uh but yeah, so there's been a lot of kind of casting notes and things about you know the what the Rock wants to to do on set and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's a it's an interesting looks like an interesting movie. I mean, Black Adam has always been a kind of divisive character. Uh, he's been a villain. He's kind of been an antihero. He's kind of gone back to villain. Kind of gone back to an antihero. Been rebooted villain antihero. All that sort of stuff. So uh, interesting character with a long history. So I thought, yeah, let's. I was going to do it for next week, which would be the. Uh, one year anniversary of the show. Uh, however, it seems you know good and uh, imprudent that we do in the the one year episode, the end of season one of the Graphic Histories podcast, with a, another interview. So I'm reaching out to some other people to get a good, uh, a good is a probably not the right term to get a, a great uh, in, interview for you. So like it's some kind of somebody related to the comic industry that that can be here for an interview that will. Uh, It'll be engaging, and, and there's some a few people I've reached out to hoping to hear back, uh, but they will be here next. Somebody, somebody will be here next week, for sure. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in once again. I know I've probably told you that already, but man, it's almost been a year. I mean, it's almost been a year of this little kind of COVID project I started, and uh, I've been having a really good time, and I've been getting some good feedback. I've been getting some comments on on the apps that people use to to listen to the to the episodes castbox specifically and yeah they've been some great stuff and it, it sort of makes me feel good this little project has taken off somewhat and then people are enjoying it and i'm hoping uh that they continue to support in the new year and i'm hoping that to make bigger and better things come with season two so uh there'll be no break it'll go right into season two 
because uh, if I give myself a break, I don't know if I'll be back. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I'd be back. But, you know, sometimes breaks can extend into too long. So I think a key for me in, in not uh, putting things off is to just do it. Just do it. So I'm going to jump right into Season 2. Probably a new color theme uh, on Facebook, and that's about it. Maybe a little change to the website, but that's about it. We'll get rolling right into to bring you that classic content you love so much. Thank you once again for tuning in. It means a lot to me. It really does. All right. So without much further ado, let's go into today's episode. Today's episode features Black Adam. The canon version of Black Adam appeared only once during Fawcett's initial publication run of Captain Marvel Comics, in the Marvel Family No. 1. Black Adam is an ancient Egyptian named Teth Adam, which vaguely translates to Mighty Human, who is chosen by the wizard Shazam to be a successor due to his presumed moral purity. When Teth Adam says the magic word Shazam, he is transformed into Mighty Adam, a superpowered being possessing the same powers that Captain Marvel would later be granted. However, Mighty Adam is soon corrupted by the vastness of his abilities. Originally, the wizard Shazam grants Adam's powers derived from ancient Greco-Roman deities. Later in the series, it was changed to ancient Egyptian gods. Deciding that he should rule the world, Mighty Adam overthrows and kills the pharaoh and assumes the Egyptian throne. 
Angered by his betrayal, Shazam renames his errant champion Black Adam, and unable to revoke the powers that he gave Adam, he banishes him to the most distant star in the universe. Black Adam spends the next 5,000 years flying back to Earth. By the time he makes it back in 1945, Shazam has appointed three new champions to take his place. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., and Mary Marvel. Adam's attempts to take over the world cause the Marvels to seek counsel with Shazam, who tells them about his former protege. Adam succeeds in gagging Billy and Freddy while they were talking to Shazam. He then ties them up, planning to kill them later. Uncle Marvel releases them while Mary battles Black Adam, enabling them to transform. Adam does battle with the trio, known as the Marvel family, but since all are equally invulnerable, the fight goes on and on without a resolution. The non-powered Marvel family member, Uncle Marvel, gets an idea from Shazam and tricks Adam into saying the magic word Shazam, reverting him back to Teth Adam. 5,000 years of aging, however, catches up with him in an instant when Captain Marvel knocks him out seconds after his transformation and he withers away into dust. While he is defeated in the same story in which he debuted, the DC version of Adam is resurrected nearly 30 years later in Philadelphia by Dr. Savannah's reincarnation machine in DC Comics' Shavam revival of the Marvel family characters. He then destroys the machine so it cannot be used against him, much to Savannah's annoyance. According to Shazam number 28, Black Adam gets his powers from Shu, stamina, Hershef, strength, Amon, power, Zahudi, wisdom, Anpu, speed, and Menthu, courage. Black Adam accidentally time travels to 1776 while going to the Rock of Eternity to destroy Shazam at Savannah's suggestion, as Savannah actually felt Adam's powers would be wiped out as well. But Cap accidentally threw him back in time. He and Captain Marvel battle, and Adam realizes he will have to use a trick, similar to the one that defeated him the first time. He makes his lightning strike Cap, turning him back to Billy, then seizes him and covers his mouth before he can finish saying his magic word. He then flies to a nearby ship and gets some rope to bind and gag Billy Batson, after which he throws him into the sea, but Billy manages to swim up and is saved by one of the colonist rebels and freed. He realizes that the man who had saved him is Paul Revere. Ironic, since earlier in that story, he repaired Revere's statue. Billy then returns to his own time, which Shazam tells him Black Adam is there. Adam is once again tricked by Captain Marvel into saying Shazam when he goes to him to get revenge and gets amnesia from a punch by Captain Marvel. After several more defeats at Captain Marvel's hands, Adam joins Mr. Mind's final pre-crisis version of the Monster Society of Evil, which stages an assault on the Rock of Eternity. The evil god of magic, Ogar, summons an evil army from the sands and dust of Egypt for Adam to lead after muting Billy with his magic. Despite being defeated, they escape. When last seen during the Christ on Infinite Earths, Adam was fighting the heroes of the five remaining and partially merged Earths. Black Adam is reintroduced to the DC Universe in the Power of Shazam graphic novel by Jerry Orbway in 1994. An earlier post-crisis version of the character appeared in Shazam, The New Beginning, and War of the Gods, but these appearances are not considered canonical. In that story, in the subsequent Power of Shazam ongoing series, Adam is deadly and evil adversary for Captain Marvel. In this revised origin, Teth Adam was born on September 11th, 1279 BC. Teth Adam is the son of the ancient Egyptian pharaoh Ramses II and impresses one of the high priests, the wizard Shazam, with his good deeds. The wizard gives Teth Adam the power to become the superhero Mighty Adam by speaking the name Shazam, an acronym for Mighty Adam's powers, the stamina of Shu, the swiftness of Huru, or Horus, the strength of Amon, the wisdom of Zutu, or Toth, the power of Athon, and the courage of Mehen. 
He does not draw powers from Shazam due to the demoness Blaze making a deal with the Egyptian god Set. Mighty Adam serves as Egypt's champion for many centuries, but becomes corrupted by the charms of a mysterious woman revealed to be Shazam's evil daughter Blaze in disguise. The bewitched Adam is convinced that he and his mistress should rule Egypt, so he kills the pharaoh and appoints himself ruler. Shazam learns of this treachery and strips Adam of his powers, encasing them in a mystical scarab necklace. Adam's depowered body rapidly experiences the aging process that the magic had staved off, and the former hero withers away into a dried cadaver in seconds. Shazam buries both the body and the scarab in the tomb of Ramses II, where he plans for it to remain for all eternity. In death, the former hero is referred to as Chem Adam, or Black Adam. Disillusioned by what he perceived as Adam's betrayal, Shazam waits several millennia before appointing a second champion to fight evil in his name. Thousands of years later, during the late 20th century, an unscrupulous archaeological aide named Theo Adam finds himself assigned to the Malcolm Expedition, financed by the Savannah Foundation, to excavate the tomb of Ramses II. Adam uncovers Kem Adam's tomb in a secret passageway and leads his superiors, C.C. Batson and his wife Marilyn, to the discovery. Upon first sight of Kem Adam's scarab, Theo Adam becomes obsessed with the artifact and kills both Batsons in order to steal it. Escaping Egypt, Theo Adam soon made his way back to America. The Batson's son, Billy, had been left behind in the United States and is drafted by Shazam to become the wizard's second champion, Captain Marvel. When Theo Adam first encounters Captain Marvel, he notes both Marvel's identical appearance to C.C. Batson and the lightning bolt insignia on Marvel's chest that he had also decorated Kim Adam's tomb. Adam therefore has a revelation and realizes that he is a reincarnation of Kem Adam. Grasping his stolen scarab, Adam speaks Shazam's name and is transformed into the superpowered newest incarnation of Black Adam. Black Adam reveals himself to Captain Marvel as the Batson's killer in the two battle. Captain Marvel emerges victorious by snatching Adam's scarab and therefore his power away from him. However, he saves him from being crushed by a falling building. Marvel brings Theo Adam to Shazam, who wipes Adam's memory and takes away his voice, so that he cannot access his powers. The solution proves temporary, as Blaze re-enters her former lover's life and helps restore his voice, his memory, and access to his abilities. Although Adam appears during the Power of Shazam ongoing series, first year of publication as a villain, towards the end of the series run, Adam returns and announces that Black Adam and Theo Adam are separate personalities. Black Adam stands trial again for the murder of the Batsons, and is acquitted when it is revealed that his fingerprints do not match those of Theo Adam. The reformed Black Adam is still vulnerable to his murderous host's influence, and he attacks the Justice Society of America under Theo Adam's control in JSA number 6. In subsequent issues, Adam joins supervillain Johnny Soros in Justice Society after Soros removes a malignant tumor from Adam's brain. He is sent to battle Wildcat and easily defeats him, showing how easy he could kill him by taking him about 25,000 feet above the ground, just high enough for them to talk, while unable to go any higher without the human Wildcat freezing or suffocating, explaining the different ways he could kill him and asking what he would give for his life. He shows him the Rock of Eternity, where Soro has turned Shazam to stone, which has cursed his face that usually kills those that see him, also making contact with the Spectre, who provides him with additional information. Adam soon betrays Soro, and he and the JSA defeat the Injustice Society. Black Adam briefly gives Flash the speed of Huru, enabling him to defeat Johnny Soro by hitting him at near light speed when he is paralyzed after Dr. Midnight showed Soro a previously recorded image of his own face, sending him from Earth to another dimension. Flash meets Black Adam in the past, where he has been sent due to the great speed he traveled, and again uses his speed, this time to return to his own time. After the Flash returns, Black Adam helps the JSA battle the Sin Eater, a Thangarian demon. 
claiming to be free of Theo's evil influence once again, a repentant Black Adam requests membership in the Just Society and is granted a probationary membership in JSA number 21 from 2002. During their tenure on JSA, writers Jeff Johns and David S. Goyer redefined Adam's personality and background, focusing on the character's old-fashioned and militant ideals of justice and his officious and strongly opinionated attitude. Despite this, he has stated on many occasions that he respects the Justice Society, particularly members such as Jay Garrick. Several other JSA members are shown to be skeptical of Adam's reformation. Primarily among them is the Adam Smasher, who later becomes Adam's close friend after Adam sympathizes with his decision to kill the near-immortal extant to save his mother. The writers also created ad attention in the book by having Captain Marvel, who is wholly unconvinced that Adam has reformed, join the team. In one JSA story arc, Captain Marvel, Hawkgirl, and Mr. Terrific venture back in time to ancient Egypt, where they meet Mighty Adam before his corruption. During this visit, Mighty Adam is grateful to meet Captain Marvel, as Marvel's presence demonstrates that his legacy will survive him, even with his children gone. When Marvel transforms back into Billy Batson, Adam expresses admiration for the young man's ability to handle the power of Shazam at such a young age something he doubts he could have achieved himself. After turning to the present, Marvel knows that he has a better understanding of Adam's motives now after learning about the loss of Adam's family. Adam rebuffs the offer, commenting that Marvel cannot truly understand him, stating that while they are not enemies, they will never be friends. Johns and Goyer use the story arc to slightly alter Adam's origin. The hero now hails from the fictional North African nation of Kandik, not Egypt, although he serves the Egyptian prince Khufu, who is later reincarnated as the JSA member Hawkman. The character of Blaze is completely removed from the origin story, and Adam's rage is described as having resulted from the conquering of Kandik and the murder of his wife and children at the hands of a magically superpowered villain named Akhtun, whose powers resemble that of future hero Metamorpho, who is struggling with the notorious immortal Vandal Savage. Mighty Adam kills Akhtun during the struggle and returns to Kandik to reclaim it by any means necessary, including murder. The wizard Shazam does not agree with Adam's actions and robs Adam of his powers and kills him. In JSA number 45, Black Adam and his teammate the Adam Smasher both defect from the Just Society. During the next few issues, Adam forms his own organization, which administers justice the way Adam wants it, an eye for an eye. His roster includes a mix of DC heroes and villains, including the Adam Smasher, Brainwave, who is possessed by Mr. Mind, Northwind, and the rest of the society of Fethera, Nemesis, and former JSA museum curator Alex Montez the human host of the demon Eclipso. Adam's collective executes Cobra, a villain who has been acquitted by the legal system, albeit because his followers had threatened to blow themselves up if he was not released. When the JSA could have spared them his escape and the hassle of a trial by simply killing him when he was first captured, Adam then turns his attentions to his old homeland of Kandik, now ruled by a militant dictator whose actions have long been ignored by the United Nations. Late 2003 began the publication of JSA slash Hawkman crossover story arc titled Black Rain, written by Jeff Johns alone, which features Adam and his malicious hostile takeover of Kandik. A war soon breaks out with Adam, his comrades, and the Kandiki people on one side and the Justice side on the other. The dictator is finally killed by Adam Smasher. By the end of the arc, the JSA leave Adam in control of Kandik, provided that he does not leave its borders, convincing him that he cannot enforce his rule of the world or he is no better than the dictator he had just defeated. Brainwave is saved by the JSA. Mr. Mind is apprehended thanks to the Atom infiltrating Brainwave's head as part of an undercover mission to confirm whether Atom was brainwashing his comrades and Nemesis and Alex both die during the battle when Alex loses control of Eclipso. Only Northwind and the Atom Smasher remain at Atom's side, with the Atom Smasher later leaving when a time-traveling clash with Degaton results in him meeting Al Pratt in the 1950s and reevaluating his past motivations. 
As Candy's ruler, Adam is depicted as fiercely working to protect his people and his nation, although his arrogance is still a handicap. When the Spectre attacked Candique after being corrupted by Eclipso, Black Adam actually told his people that the JSA were also their enemy because he did not want to give his people the impression that he needed help to protect them, despite the fact that he was clearly outmatched by the Spectre's power. Black Adam is featured heavily in DC's 2005 Infinite Crisis crossover, primarily in the Villains United miniseries, as a member of the Secret Society of Supervillains, which he only joins to protect Candique from the Society. Concurrently in JSA, the Adam Smasher leaves Adam's side to return to the Just Society of America. The Society is run by Alexander Luther Jr., a character from the alternate world of Earth-3, who disguised himself as the Lex Luthor of the post-crisis Earth. The Infinite Crisis Limited series centers around Alexander Luther's plan to restore the multiverse, needing a member of the Marvel family to power the apparatus he has designed to recreate the ultimate Earths of the multiverse. Luther has the Society betray and capture Black Adam. With the help of the mind-controlling powers of the Psycho Pirate, Luther is able to control Adam and have him call down the Shazam Magic Lightning Bolt to fuel the apparatus. The Spectre's rampage during the Day of Vengeance storyline has reverted all magic in the DC Universe to a raw, chaotic structure, and the death of the Wizard Shazam has transformed him into a tether that can be used to harness magic, allowing Alexander to use any member of the Marvel family to power his equipment if the Wizard's name is spoken. By the end of the miniseries, Black Adam is freed by Superboy and Nightwing. Adam quickly kills Psycho Pirate, and following a failed attempt to defeat Superboy Prime, which reveals that magic does not affect Superboy Prime, as Adam's blows allegedly only tickled him, he is transported to Earth-5, where he is punched too far from the tower by Superboy Prime. He joins the heroes, although he is generally regarded as being on his own side by the other combatants, in the Battle of Metropolis, destroying Amazo shortly after his arrival. Black Adam appears a featured character in DC's Weekly 52 comic. Depicted as the violent protector of the nation of Candique, Adam kills several supervillains in public and on television to demonstrate his views. As a result, he is distrusted by the superhuman community. In 52, DC introduces Adriana Tomez, the most beautiful slave from Egypt, offered to Adam by Intergang as a token to curry his favor, along with two million in African gold. Black Adam sends Intergang a message by killing Noose, by tearing his face apart, and sending the rest of the Intergang members home leaving Adriana behind. During Week 10, he creates an international metahuman coalition against the perceived metahuman supremacy of the United States. He gets members of the Great Ten of China and Russia's Rocket Reds, among others, to join the coalition. Adriana begins to counsel him and stays as a refugee. She makes him a ruler who shows more mercy and performs charitable acts for his people. In Week 12 of the series, Adam gains a magical amulet hidden on the scarab in which Shazam imprisoned him, which, help from Captain Marvel who thinks Adam is trying to attack him, he transformed Adriana into the superheroine Isis. Four weeks later, in week 16, he proposes with a jewel given to Cleopatra by Caesar, and the two are married. With Captain Marvel and the rest of the Marvel family as witnesses, Mary is bridesmaid. Rene Montoya and the question prevent a suicide bomber, a child sent by Intergang, from ruining the wedding. For this, they are awarded the country's highest honor, the Order of the Scarab by Black Adam, although he's furious to find Rene is missing the ceremony while sleeping with a Kandiki woman, from sorrow over killing a child. In 52, week 23, Black Adam and Isis, with the assistance of the Question and Renee Montoya, find Isis' brother, Amon. Due to a failed escape attempt, Amon suffers near-fatal wounds from repeated beatings, meaning that he will never walk again. In order to save his life, Black Adam bestows a portion of his own power on the boy, as Captain Marvel did for Captain Marvel Jr. Isis' brother then becomes a new addition to the Black Marvel family under the name Osiris. They help the Marvels beat the demonic Sabak using their lightning strike on Halloween when he tries to sacrifice children to the demon Neuron, while several stories high. He is then moved to an unknown location. The Black Marvel family also has a charity dinner with Venus Savannah, 
during which Osiris is first meets a talking crocodile, whom Osiris names Sobek. Osiris is accepted into the Teen Titans. Upon returning from a mission, he and the rest of the Black Marvel family are attacked by the Suicide Squad. The Black Marvels defeat the squad, but not before footage of them in battle, including Osiris's accidentally killing of a squad member who was attacking Isis, is captured by Amanda Waller. He used it to further ruin the Black Marvel family's reputation. Meanwhile, Kandik is struck by a number of natural disasters which seem to have a supernatural origin. He engages in more beneficial activities like a charity dinner with the Savannas. Racked with guilt over the death of the Persuader, Osiris ventures to the Rock of Eternity and pleads with Captain Marvel to have his powers removed, as he fears Black Adam's influence and those of the gods have tainted him with evil. Black Adam arrives and the two battle until subdued by Isis and the Marvels. Osiris relents, seemingly accepting that he has repented enough for the Persuader's death and accompanies the Black Marvel family back home. However, when Osiris and his friend Sobek, the talking crocodile, are alone, he admits that he was only putting up a front to appease those around him and that he could never forgive himself for killing anyone, as Black Adam has. Sobek advises Osiris that he should say Black Adam's name and rid himself of the powers he has come to hate. Osiris does, only to be betrayed and brutally devoured by Sobek while in his mortal form. Isis and Adam confront Sobek after finding Osiris' body, who reveals that he is Famine, the fourth horseman of the Apocalypse, one of the four creatures created by Intergang to attack Black Adam. Adam swiftly disposes of Sobek by hyper-elongating his jaws and does battle with the other three horsemen. One of them, Pestilence, infects Isis with a deadly disease before Adam kills him and his partner, War. A gravely ill Isis saves Adam from death using her powers to send death into the sky with a geyser of lava and tells Adam with her dying breath that she was wrong to try and change his views on justice and that he should avenge both her and Osiris. After the funeral in honor of his family, Adam attacks the neighboring intergang associate nation of Biala in search of death. Sick with grief over the death of his family, Adam proceeds to exterminate the entire two million citizen population of Biala in his hunt for his target. Upon confronting his family's killer, the enraged Adam battles a greatly enhanced death who has been feeding on the slaughter of Biala's population. Despite his enhanced strength, death is defeated by Adam with a barrage of mystic lightning. While torturing death for an entire day, Adam learns the identity and whereabouts of the horseman's masters, flying off to Oolonga Island in search of the science squad. He easily gets past their defenses, even a weapon equivalent to the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs, proving incapable of stopping him. Adam is subdued by the scientist who projected a dimensional field into his mind, the size of a football field, rendering him powerless. They then use an electro-crown to reroute his body's impulses and hold him as a prisoner. Dr. Savannah tortures Adam for weeks using the electrical crown, which only serves to enrage Adam further, who vows to tear them all apart. The Science Squad makes a worldwide announcement they plan to sell Black Adam as a living weapon to the highest bidder, resulting in the Just Society assaulting the island to free Adam. It is revealed that Chang Zhu had built the horseman under the orders of China, who wanted Adam and his family to be assassinated after Adam withdrew from the Freedom of Power Treaty. Adam refused to be taken into custody for the destruction of Biala, despite the request of Adam Smasher, once more flying off to seek revenge for the death of his family. Enraged to the point of madness, Black Adam launched a week-long attack against the heroes of the world, referred to afterworld as World War III. Tearing across the globe, Adam destroys many historical landmarks, including the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Egyptian pyramids in his battle with dozens of superheroes who attempt to stop him. After fighting and defeating the Marvel family, the Global Guardians, the Doom Patrol, and the Teen Titans, resulting in the deaths of young Frankenstein and Terra, Adam's path of destruction eventually moves through China. Adam's sustained assault finally prompts the decimated Chinese superhero team, the Great Ten, to allow the Just Society and a coalition of other American metahumans into China's soil in an attempt to stop Adam.
Captain Marvel pleads from the Egyptian gods to stop Black Adam's rampage, but the gods laughingly inform Marvel that Black Adam has their blessing. Although he failed to remove Black Adam's powers, Captain Marvel gathers with a group of mystics, including Zatanna and the Phantom Stranger, to work a spell which would allow him to use his powers to transform Black Adam back into his human form instead of himself. Green Lantern, Alan Scott, and Power Girl restrain Black Adam as they dragged him into the lightning's path, but the resulting blast tears him from their hands. Teth Adam, once again human, escaped with the aid of the Atom Smasher, who carried him to safety after saving him from his fall. After Adam was depowered, Marvel also changed Adam's magic word with his abilities as the new guardians of the Rock of the Eternity, keeping it a secret to prevent him from ever regaining his power. Left mortal, Adam wandered the Middle East, attempting to guess the word that would restore his abilities. Black Adam's quest to gain his powers back between the events of 52 and Countdown was depicted in a six-issue miniseries entitled Black Adam the Dark Ages, published from late 2007 to early 2008. Sometime after his defeat in World War III, Adam gathers a small band of Kandiki men, who still remain loyal to Adam, and sneaks into a heavily guarded and war-torn Kandik in disguise, having had his minions beat him mercilessly to alter his appearance, to retrieve the bones of Isis. The men kill the guards at the tomb and get Isis's remains. Most of Adam's men perish in the battle, with a band of soldiers waiting for Adam at the tomb, but Adam manages to escape with Isis's remains. When the Just Society later arrive at the scene following the shootout, Adam Smasher finds Isis's left ring finger and wedding ring, which Adam accidentally dropped during his escape. One of Adam's loyal servants, Hassan, the last one surviving, offers himself as food to Adam to help him survive across the mountains. Adam takes Isis's bones to a Lazarus pit in the Himalayas, with the intention of using it to resurrect her, but cannot complete the process without either using all of Isis's bones, including the missing ring finger, or her magical amulet, which has gone missing. He makes his way to Dr. Fate's tower looking for the brooch and finds the supervillain and sorcerer Felix Faust, who is trapped in the tower by Ralph Dibney during 52. Faust reveals to Adam that Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. broke Isis's amulet into several pieces and scattered them across the globe. Realizing that Isis is powerful enough to free him from the tower, Faust agrees to help Adam locate the piece of the amulet. He enacts a spell which allows Teth Adam to transform into Black Adam by drawing from the residual magic remaining in Isis's bones with Adam using her name as the magic word. However, Faust warns Adam to use his powers only when absolutely necessary, lest Adam drain all of Isis's remaining power and make her resurrection impossible. Using a homing signal etched into the hand by Faust, Adam sets out across the globe hunting down the pieces of Isis's amulet. At the same time, the Just Society is working with the Marvels to perfect a way of using the Shazam lightning bolt to track Black Adam and bring him to justice. In addition, a higher team of armed vigilantes, covertly funded by the U.S. and several other nations, is hunting down Adam as well and have developed an Eternity Bullet, manufactured from shards of the Rock of Eternity, which can penetrate Adam's skin and kill him. Despite these challenges, Adam is able to retrieve all the pieces of Isis' amulet, and Adam Smasher meets with Adam in secret to give him Isis' ring finger, though he keeps the ring to himself. Adam spends the entire quest reciting the names of streets, signs, locations, moods, and emotions, and hopes of stumbling upon his new magic word. At the very end of the quest, Teth Adam walks into a Fawcett City malt shop, in order to chocolate egg cream, only to find that chocolate egg cream is what Captain Marvel changed his magic word to. With his original powers restored, Adam flies to Fate's Tower and confronts Faust. He tells Faust that if he crosses him, he will come after them. Faust attempts to resurrect Isis and apparently succeeds, but the resurrection fails and Isis' bones crumble to the floor after swearing eternal hate on her husband. Faust blames Black Adam for using Isis' power too much, and distraught Black Adam flies away, ending up in Gotham City. It is however revealed that the bones that Faust showed to Black Adam belong to Ralph Dibney, and Faust resurrects Isis, with her under his power. Faust creates a door and exits the tower.
Encounter number 47, a depowered Mary Marvel is being chased by criminals, stumbles upon Black Adam, hiding out of the former Kandiki embassy in Gotham City. Kills the criminals, and she finds that he has killed several others that have had the misfortune to find their way into the building. It appears that Adam is able to not harm Mary as well as he starts strangling her, but instead he transfers all of his powers to her, including those he recovered from Isis. He departs in his mortal form after she frees him from a wall that has toppled on him. Black Adam is featured in Final Crisis number 5, assisting a small group of Earth's heroes, many of whom he fought before, in battling against Darkseid's forces. Black Adam battles Mary Marvel and perceives a leering old man inside of her. He attempts to kill her, but is stopped by Takitani and Shazam. Adam is subdued by enemy forces. A brooding, disparaged Black Adam appears in Justice Society of America number 16, hiding in the tomb of Isis and Osiris and killing potential looters along with sleeping in their coffins. He reveals through narration that the whole meaning of his powers transferred to Mary Marvel was the hope that her innocence would eventually force Mary into surrendering back his power to him, but changed enough to allow Isis rebirth. After the attempt failed, Adam returned to his state of mourning and anger. Adam's mourning is cut short, however, when he discovers a bloodied flower in his shrine, believing it to be a sign from his former lover. Despite her powers and consciousness being heavily sedated by Felix Faust's spells, Isis manages to use her powers to create a trail of flowers, including a batch in the shape of a Shazam magic lightning bolt symbol, to lead Adam to where Faust has been holding her captive. Finding Isis and freeing her from Faust's control, Black Adam then journeys to the Rock of Eternity and battles Billy Batson, now Captain Marvel, the Wizard of the Rock of Eternity, rather than Captain Marvel. Using the same scarab necklace that once imprisoned him to strip Billy of his powers, with help from Isis sending lightning at Marvel and using them to take control of the Rock of Eternity, Isis plans to use the power of the Rock to cleanse the Earth of all humankind, which he sees as irrevocably evil. Black Adam and Isis are even able to convince Mary Marvel to join the Crusade. The Black Marvels are soon challenged by the Just Society, who have come to the aid of the powerless Billy Batson when he was trying to summon Freddie Freeman. During the course of the fight, the combatants end up in Candique, where the people praise Black Adam's return. Isis then kills several of the followers, claiming that they are tainted by this new Earth. Black Adam attempts to protect his people, only to be attacked by Mary and Billy, who have been surrounding the Rock of Eternity. Appears as the spirit of Billy's father and Shazam, whom the two had recovered from the Rock of Finality, where he had been imprisoned in a statue. Adam is convinced to return his power to Shazam so that he could save Isis from her corruption. In turn, Shazam, who is furious at the misuse of the power he behested on his champions, takes the power from Isis, Billy, and Mary, and transforms Teth Adam and Adriana into statues. Sometime later, a shadowy figure appears in a bolt of lightning, gloating that Shazam has given him new champions to play with. After the Blackest Night storyline, the resurrected Osiris returns to Candide, vowing to restore the kingdom to its former prosperity. Osiris takes the petrified bodies of Adam and Isis and flies off to an unknown destination. After failing to revive Adam and Adriana, Osiris enlists in Deathstroke's new team of titans in hopes of finding a way to save them. He has been told to resurrect Isis, but not Adam, which he does by killing people with his lightning by saying Isis. In the New 52... A 2011 reboot of the DC Comics universe, Black Adam was mentioned by Dr. Savannah while listening to witness reports of the wizard Shazam. Savannah mentions that Black Adam was a slave who was teleported from his prison cell to the Rock of Eternity and granted his powers by the wizard. Adam then went on to save Candique from the seven deadly sins before vanishing. During Dr. Savannah's explanation, drawings of Black Adam are shown in a historical text, displaying a slightly different look from his previous incarnations. Dr. Savannah later uses his newfound magic eye inside of some ruins to read a magically hidden hieroglyph that makes the walls explode, releasing Black Adam from his tomb. 
Adam is then shown in a revamped version of his original costume, which includes a cape hood and a metallic belt instead of a sash. His lightning bolt appears as an opening into his body with magical energy visible inside of it. In Black Adam's subsequent pursuit of Shazam, Billy is shown the beginning of Black Adam's origin. It centers around the story of A-Man, a Kandaki boy who was thrust into abuse and slavery long ago. Thinking that he could surely relate and connect with another boy who suffered like he has, Billy, without hearing the rest of the tale, rushes to Black Adam and tries to reason with him. To his surprise, Black Adam simply grabs him and tells him he knows nothing. Black Adam shows Billy the rest of his origin, which reveals that Eamon had an uncle who helped Eamon escape slavery, whose name was Adam. Adam was injured during their escape, and when Eamon was chosen by the wizard to be his champion, Eamon shared his power with Adam to heal him. Afterwards, although Eamon wanted to use his new power to help his people and cure his former slave masters of their evil souls, Adam only sought revenge against those who had enslaved them. To this end, when Eamon called down the lightning, Adam seemingly killed Eamon, so that he himself was the sole recipient of the power. However, the details of Eamon's death are not shown, leaving his fate open to speculation. Black Adam refers to Eamon's sacrifice and tells Billy that he will go to any lengths to free this world from those who would enslave it. In the finale of Shazam's origin story, Black Adam holds Billy's foster siblings hostage and demands he give up his power, or they will die. But instead of giving Black Adam his power, he shares it with his foster siblings, empowering them as Shazam's as well. Together, they fight Black Adam and the host that has seven sins have inhabited. Eventually, the collateral damage endangers citizens, so Billy orders them to save the people while he alone battles Black Adam. He finally realizes that his knowledge of his newly acquired powers cannot defeat Adam, who has had much more experience using his magic, and decides to change back into his child form. As normal teenager Billy, he challenges Black Adam to also change into Tef Adam to make it a fair fight. After some convincing, he does so, but because he's been alive for centuries due only to the Black Adam form as a normal human being, he quickly ages and turns to dust. During the Forever Evil storyline, revolutionaries in Kadik use an ancient scroll to attempt to revive Black Adam, so he will be their champion once again and save them from their oppressive ruler. A man named Amon begins to read the ancient spell, but before he can complete it, the military attacks them. Amon, injured, makes his sister Adriana complete the spell, which revives Black Adam. He proceeds to defeat the military forces and kills the Kandaki ruler, acting as Kandik's protector once again. Black Adam sees the crime syndicate's messages, the world is ours, and gets angered, saying, this world belongs to no one. When Jimmy Olsen activates his Superman signal watch, when confronted by Ultraman, Black Adam answers the call and ends up fighting the Superman from an evil parallel dimension. Ultraman manages to defeat Black Adam by breaking his jaw and throws him unconscious into the ocean. Black Manta manages to fish Black Adam out of the ocean when he meets up with Lex Luthor. Luthor works on resuscitating Black Adam. When it comes to the final battle against the crime syndicate, Black Adam and Sinestro move the moon, where the sun ends up weakening Ultraman. In the aftermath of the battle against the crime syndicate, he has stated that the villains who helped to stop the crime syndicate would have their criminal records wiped. Black Adam and Sinestro did not care about that and went their separate ways, along with the other villains. In DC Rebirth, another revision of continuity, Black Adam appears in the Dark Knight's Metal miniseries, is revealed to be a member of the Council of the Immortals, a group of the oldest beings on Earth, such as Vandal Savage and Hawkgirl. Black Adam supposedly kills Dr. Fate at the Rock of Eternity while in a fight against him. Wonder Woman and Hawkgirl, who is by that point transformed by Barbados into an evil version of herself named Lady Blackhawk. When Billy and his family stumble upon the doors to the various magic lands that go to Funland, Black Adam arrives at the Rock of Eternity sometime after their departure, knowing that the Council of Eternity sealed off the magic lands for a reason, and the door to the Monster Land is still sealed for now, and that Billy has no idea what he has done. 
In the Watchmen sequel Doomsday Clock, Black Adam takes advantage of the Superman theory and the metahuman arms race where he saves the Creeper from Cobra's cult and allows any metahuman refugees to seek asylum in Kandik. He and the Creeper later attack Israel. Then he, the Creeper, and Giganta attacked the United Nations and fought Wonder Woman. When Wonder Woman took down Giganta, Black Adam engaged Wonder Woman. Following a news report where it was mentioned that the Amazons crashed the battle and forcefully took Wonder Woman back to Themyscira, Black Adam made his next move on the White House. He, the Creeper, and Giganta were now accompanied by Doc Dredd, Killer Frost, Lady Clayface, and Manbat, Manhunter, Sandstorm, and Stingeree. Superman confronts Black Adam's group until the part where Superman has his foreseen encounter with Dr. Manhattan. When the people's heroes, the outsiders, and the doomed appear with plans to make Superman pay for his involvement in the incident that occurred in Russia, Black Adam leads his group into getting to Superman first. Black Adam and his group are eventually defeated when Superman receives support from the Legion of Superheroes and the Just Society of America. On Black Adam's part, he was taken down by Jakeem Thunder and Johnny Thunderbolt. In order for Black Adam to distract the Shazam family while he and Dr. Savannah went to the Monster Lands to free the Monster Society of Evil, Mr. Mind summoned the seven deadly enemies of man who assist him in attacking Shazam and Lady Shazam up to the point where Shazam shared his powers with his biological father, C.C. Batson. There was a flux in the powers between C.C. Batson and Mary Bromfeld that affected their fight with Black Adam and the seven deadly enemies of man. This went back and forth until the wizard teleported them to Wozunderlands before Black Adam and the seven deadly enemies of man could do their next attack. After C.C. used his powers to send Mamorgan back to the Rock of Eternity, Black Adam arrives and starts to strangle C.C., while stating that he is with Mr. Mind in his plot. C.C. starts to cast a spell to separate Black Adam's soul from his body and send him to the Darklands. He will be torn between realms as a way for him to see his family again. It turned out that C.C. is the real host of Mr. Mind. The Shazam family comments on the magic used on Black Adam when they see his body prior to their fight with the Monster Society of Evil. Scapegoat and Red Queen note that Black Adam is immobilized as he refused to follow Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind was defeated, the spell on Black Adam was broken as he helped Shazam to fight Superboy Prime. While blaming Billy for opening the doors to the Magic Lands, Black Adam advised Shazam to undo the spell that would unite the Magic Lands into one. Both of them quoted Shazam to take out Superboy Prime. As Adam is starting to turn to dust, Shazam was able to restore him by reclaiming the powers he placed in CC, Batson. Once the spell was undone, Black Adam flew off, advising Shazam not to open the doors to the Magic Lands again. Mamergam later notes that Shazam will see that Black Adam will eventually get a full redemption. Sometimes a hero, sometimes a villain, and always treading the line in between. One thing is certain, that Black Adam will return, and as far as whose side he will be on, well, only time will tell. There it is, the graphic history of Teth Adam, Mighty Adam, Black Adam. Very cool character. I, I read the 52 pretty pretty uh, doggedly when it was coming out every week. Um, big Grant Morrison fan, as I mentioned many times in the show. And, uh, you know, he was, he was one of the writers for that series. I believe di the different writers had different sort of storylines that they were in charge of that kind of beat throughout the series. And I don't know if that was the one that he's in charge of. I don't think it was, but... It was a very cool story arc and, and played out nicely, so it's neat to see that happen. You know, it's funny. People always say when, uh, you know, something bad, you know, I, I hate to use the term God, but, uh, you know, when God closes the door, he opens a window. Um, 
But, you know, it's true that sometimes when something negative happens, it makes you feel bad, something positive can happen, you know, right around the corner, which is always a f weird little juxtaposition for your, your headspace. Uh, so I was, you know, a little bummed that I didn't get my interview, and I was I was doing this, in this, this uh, the recording for this. I uh, just had finished up the recording. It's getting ready to, to f record this coda at the end. And I got a phone call from EB Games informing me that the I by name on the list for PlayStation 5, kind of waiting for one, and they called me to tell me it. The bunch just came in, so I paused this, rushed out to get it, and picked it up. And, and there you have it, gentle listener. Uh, sometimes things do work out. So I now have now the proud owner of a PS5 uh, with an extra controller and a docking port. So, you know, dreams do come true. <laughs> so next week will be the uh, episode 52, which actually marks our first year of doing these podcasts, which is a really cool little milestone. It was started off as a COVID project that turned into, well, a year's worth of, uh, of episodes. So really glad you've been along for the ride. Um, I'm hoping to have a featured interview. I think I will. I just have to uh, track down someone to do it. And I will announce that on Monday, as I normally do. And I can't wait to, to let you know who it is. I can't wait to find out. So it's going to be exciting for both of us. But uh, this will mark, next week's episode will mark the end, the season finale, if you will, of season one. And then we'll be back the following week with the uh, first episode of season two. Uh, not much is changing, maybe just the color scheme on social media and the website, but otherwise, business as usual. So uh, tune in next week for that, and in the meantime, have a good weekend.